Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. Things are busy for U.S. Customs and Border Protection these days. The fast pace means decision-making has to keep up. And one of the proven ways for managers to make better decisions is by arming them with actionable data. For a peek at how they do this at CBP, we turn to the director of CBP's stat division, Jay Visconti. Mr. Visconti, good to have you on. Great. Thank you. Thank you to be here. And you are a longtime Border Patrol agent, so having that experience on the ground, I guess, gives you a really good idea of what it is that people at all levels of the agency need as their data to help them make better decisions. Fair enough? Absolutely, yeah. CBP is a data-rich agency with vast amounts of data from all across our components. And what are some of the types of data that you regularly gather? CBP is divided into four main operational components. The Office of Field Operations, who man the uh, ports of entry for legal trade and travel. So we have all that legal trade and travel data, you know, passengers, vehicles, vessels, cargo. We have the U.S. Border Patrol, who works between the ports of entry. So we have a lot of enforcement data, seizure data, as far as, you know, the illegal activity that happens between the ports of entry. We have our Office of Trade, which, you know, is a billion-dollar industry in and of itself. That's really more than – I don't really delve into that area. They have a whole division that handles their side. Uh, and then we have our air and marine operations that is our planes and our boats that really, you know, they have flight hours, float hours, seizure hours, you know, seizures and things like that. So, I mean, tremendous amounts of data from all different components that, that the senior leadership utilizes day in and day out to make data-driven decisions. And this data comes in many different forms and formats too, doesn't it? So how do you process it in a way that, that's usable and maybe that you can compare and contrast data sets that might have come in from totally different sources? Great question. So one of the things that we do within the CP stat division, we have a great team here that is able to take this data and basically kind of data wrangle on it and just, you know, clean it out so that it's being able to be used and, and visualized and formatted into, a, you know, and we do, you know, dashboards using Tableau and, and ClickSense. Power BI is another visualization tool that we use. But then we also you know, use the basic you know, Microsoft Excel, you know, for our standard charts and graphs. The team also does a lot of high-level analysis, trend, you know, trend analysis, you know, up and down, comparing FYs to FYs, you know, fiscal years, you know, things of that nature. Got it. And so uh, the other side of this is, you know, what are the questions that people want to ask of the data? And you must get a million requests every year. How do you kind of channel what it is? And also, at the same time, teach people what questions they can ask, given the data sets that are available. Absolutely. That's one of the challenges is letting our stakeholders know what data is available. Having been with the virtual for over 25 years, but been actually in the data game for the last 10 years or so, I have a great sense of what CUP has. And so, you know, when we stood up this division in 2018, that was kind of our charge is, is to provide the senior leadership the go-to source for data. So there's at least a core group of subject matter experts that understand the data. So that when the question comes in from, you know, whether it be the commissioner of CVP, the secretary of DHS, you know, or filtered even on down from the White House, we're able to respond with, yes, we have this data, or no, we don't, but here's something that may help answer that question, you know, based on, on how, the, you know, oftentimes the question comes in is, hey, you know, are apps up or down? Yeah, that's an easy, you know, apprehensions, that's an easy one. You know, but what does that mean? You know, and, and you know, data is, you know, apprehensions are up, yay, apprehensions are down, yay, you know, so it's all how you relay the data. So having that subject matter experts being able to provide a little context to the data is, is critical in nature for, for CVP. 
We're speaking with Jay Visconti. He's director of U.S. Customs and Border Protection's STAT division. Yeah, because a given macro statistic like apprehensions or cargo seized or whatever it might be or cargo examined doesn't get very fine-grained. So there's location, there's type of seizure or type of apprehension, the circumstances under which it might have happened. So I guess the more fine-grained you can get, the more management can understand what's really happening in the agency. Absolutely. And so with that, is the technology has advanced over the last 10 years that I've been doing this. And so we've incorporated a lot of visualization dashboards that allows our end user to kind of filter down you know, to those levels, to the sector level and to the station level if need be, if they need that. And then also provide the ability to even drill down even further into you know, type of citizenship or, or the demographic, you know, whether part of a family unit or if they're unaccompanied child, you know, that type of demographic. So very powerful tools out there that have helped us to really take hold of our data through visualization and really communicate it and give that the senior leadership, you know, those nuggets of information that they need to provide the strategic decisions that they're being empowered to make. There is a situation on the southern border with a large number of people coming into the country. Is there a data-gathering effort that goes along with that so that over time this can be better understood as the policymakers decide what they want to do? Yeah, absolutely. So all of our data comes from applications that are being used by the field agents, you know, whether it's at the ports of entry or between the ports of entries, when they, when they make these encounters. So we're not asking them to do anything different. It's all part of the course of the immigration cycle for the immigration violations, you know, all that information that's captured is dumped into our CUP data warehouse where we're able to pull out the, the relevant information for our stakeholders. And do you ever get suggestions for data series, say, from the people right on the ground level dealing with whatever it is, cargo or people at any location, to say, hey, if we gathered this information that we're seeing, this might help in some manner? Absolutely, yeah. So our IT shop, you know, we work close in hand with, with our information technology shops who, who develop the applications. The majority of our applications are all, you know, made in-house by our, our Office of Information Technology. And so the field will send in requirements. Program managers over those specific applications will evaluate them and see whether they make sense and whether it's going to provide a burden to the agency. You know, you know if, if one port says, hey, I really need this information, but if it's not applicable to all the ports, yeah, they might not do it. But if it's something that could be spread out across all the ports of entry or the stations, then, yeah, most likely they'll implement it, and then, you know, we'll be able to better capture it in that regard. So very close coordination, collaboration with our uh, OIT department. Yeah, I was going to say that's a piece of Customs and Border Protection people don't see as much as that whole cargo and lading and all that area. And you must work closely with the other pieces of DHS, how much cross-agency sharing and coordination goes on. Absolutely. CBP, about a year and a half ago, undertook a major initiative called the, the Unified Immigration Portal, which is bringing in Immigration Customs Enforcement, USCIS, which is Citizenship and Immigration Services. We're also working closely with Health and Human Services Office of Refugee and Resettlement to really kind of bring together all this relevant information, but into a single view to kind of portray that timeline view of an immigrant's journey as they enter into the immigration system, from apprehension to you know, removal if that's the final case or to, you know, adjustment of status or what have you. So with the technology that's out there, it has provided us tremendous leap forward, whereas years ago it would be a spreadsheet, then you'd have to, you know, marry it up to a spreadsheet from one of the other agencies and, and, you know, it would go around and it would take a couple of weeks. Now we have this data right at our fingertips, which really allows our leadership to see what's going on and make those decisions. And especially when you're dealing with leadership, it's probably good to have the capability to visualize the data so they can see colored charts and graphs and fever diagrams and so forth instead of looking at spreadsheets. 
Absolutely. Uh, we are we are definitely in the world of, of dashboarding now. You know, from every day, you know, our, our, our CVP commissioner now within his office has a 42-inch monitor with dashboard with relevant KPIs, key performance in, indicators, and, and some graphic uh, visualizations that, you know, pertain to what he wants to see every morning. And uh, But even, even on our, our CVP.gov website, we are changing over the way we're portraying data. Last year, you know, we had a lot of static tables. But now we're, uh, we've partnered up with Tableau, and we're using the Tableau server to um, provide interactive dashboards on our public-facing web pages as well so the public can view and, and kind of drill down to what, whatever question they may have to try and pro- uh, provide and get an answer to. And so having been in the whole data field for 10 years, in that 10 years, you've seen a lot of change in what the capabilities are. It's been amazing. Yeah. Ten years ago when I came up to headquarters originally to help stand up one of the applications that captures a lot of this data, the, the team that was working, providing reports, it was strictly strictly spreadsheets, you know, and, and it was even just drab colors, you know, the grays and, you know, light gray. And uh, fast forward 10 years, and now we've got, you know, multicolored visualizations, interactive, drill-down capability, export to PDF, export to PowerPoint. I mean, it's just tremendous, tremendous leap forward from, from 10 years ago. All right. Jay Visconti is Director of U.S. Customs and Border Protection Stat Division. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Still ahead, if the Office of Personnel Management gets the reforms it needs, will it get the authority? But first, contractors can expect an uptick in federal investigations and compliance enforcement this year. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.